0: you're listening to the conversations with kids peace podcast advice information and inspiration from experts at the leading provider of mental and behavioral health services for children adults and those who love them now here's your host
1: hello and welcome to our podcast series conversations with kids peace i'm bob martin in my opinion, the word extraordinary is somewhat overused these days in describing people and situations. However, a few weeks ago we were introduced to a young woman who truly meets the criteria for that description. Desha Copeland is an 18-year-old who's in her freshman year at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. She's a foster child through the Kids Peace Foster Care Office in Indianapolis. Her insights into the world of foster care really captured our attention and imagination, and we asked her to come on the podcast to share some of her thoughts. She joins us on the phone from Ball State. Daisha, thanks for being with us. Hi, Mr. Martin, thanks for having me. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Really enjoyed your, your thoughts. So we want to kind of get a little bit into your perspectives on foster care. But first, could we ask you to just briefly describe what your experience has been with foster care and treatment
0: um well i've been in the system since i was about seven and a half that's about six or seven different placements in over three different counties in indiana i was placed in the same psychiatric unit in a hospital two different times and then the residential facility for one six-month stay
1: okay now you um you recently had a QA session with the foster care staff at our office in indianapolis and you offered some advice to kids going into foster care, and one thing you said really stuck with me. It was your insight into how foster kids may be thinking they're at fault for their situation. Can you explain why you think that's important for the system to address?
0: Um, I think it's important to address because it's not. I feel like kids in the system will grow up blaming themselves for the situation. It's not their fault. I think that it's a big key that foster youth understands from the beginning because it's not going be detrimental to their future.
1: Do you feel like you – did you go through that? Did you feel like at some point you were saying, wow, if I had done something differently, this would be different for me?
0: Yeah, that was a big – that was one of my big things when I was growing up, and part of that was the reason why I ended up in a psychiatric unit and in a residential facility so much because I blamed myself and I held on to a lot of that – a lot of the – causes for me and my siblings being in care and I blamed myself for that and I realized that it wasn't my fault. Yeah.
1: Now what would you say to foster kids who say uh, they're turning 18 so they're going to leave the system? You have a strong opinion on this.
0: Um, yeah I do. <laughs> I would tell them that that it shouldn't even be the option that they're considering. I understand that they may be tired of the meetings and all the people telling them what to do. Like I get that 100% trust me. I was in that situation for 11 years. But being a, a youth who aged out, I will tell you that you're better off sticking with the system as long as you work with them rather than leaving because they help so much the skills you need to be successful as an adult. They help with finding an apartment and finding a car and good skills that you'll need when doing these things and, and just a bunch of other things. Like they helped me in getting ready and preparing to go to Ball State, which is, was a big goal of mine and I'm here. So yeah, they can help with all that. and. I can't list out everything that can help with those are a lot of the big things.
1: And certainly you're a great example of you know of, of the benefit that can come out of that. Oh yeah. Now what if somebody asks you what are the characteristics of good foster parents, what are some things you tell them?
0: Um I think that good foster parents are supportive, understanding, patient, and reliable. So like those are some things that a youth needs when entering a system. Um, and if you're able to provide those things, then you're a great foster parent in my opinion because a lot of those things are things that kids need.
1: What advice would you have for uh, new foster parents, people that are just starting out fostering?
0: Um, one of the big things I would tell them is don't make the kids that come in your home feel like they're obligated to treat you as their replacement parents, because that isn't the case. I talked a lot about this at my meeting with the staff at Indianapolis too. A major thing I struggled with a lot of times when I was younger and even as I grew up was I felt like I was being pressured into making my foster parents my replacement parents. And I felt like I was being a little bit of a disappointment or ungrateful when I didn't treat them as my parents even though they took me into their home. Um, I was never really disrespectful or rooted in, but the way I saw it when like, they were being so nice to me and like be, like helping me when my parents couldn't do that, I felt like I wasn't being the best child that I could have been. So for new foster parents, I would just say don't put a child in a position where they have to choose between you and their parents. You should be there for them because they're going to need you, but don't cross the line.
1: I could see that that would be you know a, a mistake that a new uh, foster parent might make coming in and saying, I want to you know open my home, I want to open everything to this child, mm-hmm. give them thing. And what you're saying is a lot of times that's not that that's not going to be seen in that positive light by the child.
0: Yeah, it can, they, it can really turn out more negative than you may. You might not mean it, as in, oh, I'm trying to replace your parents, but they might feel that way, and then it would could mess up their sort of psyche and the way that they behave because they feel like, oh, they're not doing the right thing for you even though you took them into their home and they had nowhere else to go.
1: Sounds like you're saying that uh, managing expectations is a phrase that's used in a lot of different ways, but it, it certainly applies in this situation. Oh, yeah. Now, one thing, uh, a, m- a more positive note, and um, by the way, I should I should give a shout-out to our colleague, our friend Christian Deck, who's the program manager at the Indianapolis office, he did a blog post for our website at fostercare.com um, that talked about you and it talked about your, uh, your achievements in the conversation. And he made a point mm-hmm. of saying um, that the office folks there in Indy were really blown away by all the activities you cited that you use to maintain your, yourself and a healthy balance in your life. Can you tell us a little bit about the hobbies and the self-care activities you're enjoying?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. My hobbies include painting, meditating, and self reflecting. I feel like a big part of learning more about yourself and like loving yourself more is reflecting and just basically learning about yourself. Um, something I really struggled with in the past was self loathing, but I found out that taking time of myself meditating and calming down and breathing is just really helpful for me personally. And then painting, I've been doing since I was really young. I've won a few art competitions through Kids Peace, and I found that taking, that's something that allows me to express my creative side, so it's fun, like, something I enjoy doing even now while I'm in school. I also listen to music all the time, and, like, I constantly have, have headphones in. So, like, if you ever see me, I'll have headphones in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and and you mentioned that um, in some ways it, it's a way of sort of becoming mindful of who you are and, and, and the mm-hmm. things that are going on around you. How do you think that's yeah. gonna that's gonna you know play out, if you will, as you look to continue your progress as you continue through school and continue into your uh, into your adult life?
0: Um, I think that being mindful is a big thing for me in like all endeavors that I will be going that I will be having like forward in life. But I think that personally, I tend to overwork myself and stress myself out a lot. I think that as I get older, I need to be mindful of how much responsibility I put on myself at one time so that I don't like panic or have panic attacks or like, become frustrated with myself. So, And especially for my desired career, I need to slow down and breathe and figure out what would best help me. So I think that being mindful of my feelings and my behaviors and my, the responsibility that I put on myself is a big thing.
1: Speaking of that, do you have a sense of what you might be wanting to do as a career when you uh, get done with your with your education?
0: Yeah, I'm currently a psychology major. I plan on continuing on the route to get my psychiatry license. I want to be a child and teen psychiatrist, go in the hospital, but I'm okay with practicing anywhere really. I just really want to work with kids and teens.
1: And you'd have that that great perspective and 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 experience that you can share with them. Um, oh and, yeah,
0: that's yeah.
1: And, and really, too, you know, I I think what you were saying there about being mindful is so important I think for so many people um when they feel like the pressures of their lives whatever they are um are beginning to sort of take over to be able to say now let's let's really think about what we're doing and 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 your experience I think and your example is is tremendous on that um yeah
0: because
1: go ahead I'm sorry uh, I
0: was just gonna say because like a lot of the reason why I wanted to be a psychology major is because things I've done that have happened in the past, so rather than using that to like, get me down and hold me back, I'm like, embracing it and using it to help others in the future. That's, an,
1: that's, that's a very good thing to, put, uh, to, to, to mention, I think, because I think a lot of folks that I've talked to have had that experience where um, the work of the professional is seen initially as sort of a, a barrier and then it's only mm-hmm. after you go through it and you you realize how it's actually uh, you know something to help you. Yeah. Now, I have to ask, how you you've been there for how many weeks at Ball State? Um about a month. About a month. How do, how is life at college?
0: It's actually really cool. Um I made a lot of friends my first few days here and I learned the campus really well. I haven't gotten lost that many times, but <laughs> <laughs> I, it's happened a few times. Um I I like the campus a lot, I like the people, I like the community, it's just really tight-knit and it's not too big and it's comfortable.
1: That's great. What's been the most surprising thing so far for you?
0: Um, I think the most surprising thing for me was probably like that, giving that taste of freedom because like I knew that it would be a big part of like transitioning to college and like me moving out and aging out. But it was so crazy when it, like, actually happened, like, I'll be sitting in my room Like my like, friend's like, oh, you haven't like, order a pizza, or, like, you have not walk over here, like, go do this, I'm just like, well, I mean, are you allowed to do that? So it's like, it's just weird, like, the way, <laughs> the way that things are just so free and, like, I'm considered an adult now, so I can make my own decisions and I'm responsible for myself and I sort of like that, it's really
1: cool. Well, that's fantastic. I, I and I, I, I can understand that for, for a lot of folks, it's sort of like, well, wait a minute, you mean we can we can get up and go and do this and it's like well yeah, yeah. And, and you have the responsibility that what you're doing is you know is appropriate and that and that's yeah that's all part of the experience that's fantastic for you well daisha we ask each of our guests um to conclude our conversation with what we call a life hack now this can be a favorite saying a piece of advice on how to do a task better maybe just some inspiration to get through the day so what's your life hack
0: Okay. So this might seem planned, but I swear it's not. <laughs> okay. So for, for like two years now, I've lived by a certain quote, which I'm actually going to get tattooed pretty soon on my forearm. It's a quote by a woman named Ayesha Siddiqui and it's be who you needed when you were younger. One thing that I want to strive for continuously is being the kind of person that I needed in my life when I was younger. Um, I want to be responsible, dependable and I just like overall want to be a role model to those around me. So I think that's a really big thing in my life that I've sort of been living by for the past two years or so.
1: Well, that well, I'll tell you. I think you're on you're on very much on your way to that. We we were very um, impressed with the comments you had. Uh, I should point out also that on the blog post we do have some video of that conversation you had with the folks in Indianapolis, and that um, that shows that uh, you are, you are a very remarkable person. We have been very very glad to have had a chance to talk with you, get to know you. Uh, Daisha Copeland is a foster child and a freshman student at Ball State University in Indiana. Daisha, thanks for taking time to talk to us, as I said, and we would love to come back and talk to you again as your school year continues, if that would be all right.
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Like, I'm excited for this opportunity. Thanks for having me. If you want to do it again, I'm okay with
1: that. Okay, we're going to hold you to that. Uh, All right. You can learn more about fostering at our website, fostercare.com. Our podcast is produced by Robbie Allred. I'm Bob Martin. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to having you join us again for more Conversations with Kids Peace. Take care. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions about our Conversations podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.kidspeace.org to learn more about the series and share your thoughts.